Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amanda Man Games Podcast. This is episode 14 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. We have quite a bunch of things to go over this week. Uh, I know we had the Inside Xbox stream last week, so we won't really cover that too much. We will talk about it towards the end of the show. Uh, But I mean, the first thing I got to bring up right at the top, Tony Hawk is finally back. This happened yesterday. Uh, I think it was part of the Summer Games Fest, uh, the thing that Jeff Keighley is hosting. So Tony Hawk is back. This is from IGN from Jonathan Dornbush. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is back. As Activision has announced Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, a compilation remake of the first two THPS games developed by Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy Studio, Vicarious Visions, which has a long history with the series. THPS 1 and 2 will be released for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Game Store on September 4th, 2020, with pre-orders offering fans early access to a demo of the iconic warehouse level. The game is a remake compiling the first two games in the beloved THPS, uh, THPS franchise, including all levels and even the secret ones. This is awesome. I mean, I can't, I can't even count the number of times I've been on this podcast and I've kind of been talking about how I really want Tony Hawk to be back, or even if they make a remaster, or if this, if they just let us get those older games, like just get access to those older games somehow on our normal consoles, on our on our current gen consoles. And I can't believe this is actually happening. Uh, this is kind of the best thing they could do. I understand after Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, which was, let's be honest, a dud. Uh, it's hard for them to kind of move on to a, a part six, right? Because they need to try something new. They might have to like modernize it. They might have to market it in such a, in, in a certain way. Uh, they'll probably have to figure out an online element. This is, I think, the safest bet to see what people think of Tony Hawk now, right? Uh, I think people like myself will be excited. And, you know, it's like people my age or me, people who are older might be like really excited for the, for the series coming back and everything like that. But I understand that, you know, not the new generation of gamers that might not have ever played a Tony Hawk game, uh, you know, for them, it's it's hard to kind of sell them on a Tony Hawk game. So this is kind of a good way to gauge how many people actually want this. And they kind of did this with Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy, which is why I'm I'm really glad that they ca- they gave it to Vicarious Visions to work on this as well, because they did such a great job with the Insane Trilogy. And I mean, we can kind of, I, I'm not sure what the exact sales number were, but I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely, it's like a definite thing that, the Insane Trilogy sold quite a bit. It was selling like crazy in UK. I think it was like number one in UK for I don't know how long. And it was like a, a new record and everything like that. So like, I think, you know, there there was a demand for Crash Bandicoot and they knew it, they saw it, they released the uh, the Nitro Kart racing as well. So I think this kind of makes sense as well to like, let's just test the waters again. Let's put the first two, which is arguably the, the best ones, the first two games in the series, put them in a package. I think it's like, in Canada, at least, it's 60 Canadian dollars. So I know that'll be like around like 39 uh, USD or so. So 
the price wise it's pretty good for what you're getting you're getting two games as well like this right it's supposed to be a remake kind of like the the crash bandicoot thing so i'm pretty excited about this september 4th as well i mean september is going to be a, a big month we already have cyberpunk uh, we also have Marvel's Avengers, which I mean, I, to be honest, I don't know. Maybe maybe that might be pushed, but September is gonna be a pretty big month. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I, I'll probably be getting this on my on my PS4. I really want this on my on my TV, and I think they have like a, a, some multiplayer things that they put in there too. So I'm pretty excited to check that out as well. But finally, finally, all my prayers and everything about this have been answered. I love Tony Hawk. I'm so glad that it's back, and we are kind of seeing a, a, a resurgence of these skating games like Skater XL and uh, Sessions both on PC, so we are kind of seeing these games kind of make a comeback since, you know, EA is not making a skate game. Uh, it makes sense that Tony Hawk is like, yo, this is the perfect time to take back the crown. We should just go in now and let's just make a remake. We know that these games are accepted. People love uh, how those games ran and worked and and, and everything that it did. We don't, uh, no, none of us care about anything too crazy with this. As long as it's like the older games, but just looks newer, we're, I think we're set. The next thing, again, great news for, especially on the PlayStation VR side of things, there's a new release date for Iron Man VR. This comes from Adam Bankhurst from IGN. Marvel's Iron Man VR has a new release date and will now arrive on PlayStation 4 PSVR on July 3rd, 2020. No further details were given alongside the announcement on PlayStation Twitter, but SIE does promise we will be getting more news in the coming weeks. I mean, this is great. Uh, so basically all my my fears or, or the, the kind of the, the things that I brought up uh, last time when it comes to the Last of Us Part 2 delay and also the Iron Man VR delay, thinking that it might be these teams actually needing more time, which is why they gave it an indefinite delay rather than, than just saying, oh, we're, we're just going to delay it. But like, you know, like that that word indefinite behind that delay was uh, was a cause of concern initially. But it seems that, yeah, it was literally just them saying that, OK, look, we obviously want to release it. This is all done. But right now, with the the state of world that there's the the state of the world at the moment because of the pandemic, it's a little hard for them to kind of gauge when they can actually get this into our hands. And it seems that now that they have figured everything out, you know, things are getting a lot better. It makes sense that they're they're finally able to kind of uh, give these announcements. I understand that they want to spread it out as well, uh, because already like they announced Last of Us Part Two, they've been uh, like releasing a few videos here and there about that game. Um, they announced, like, oh, we're going to be talking about the Ghost of Tsushima thing really soon as well, but, you know, they're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima as well since that's coming in July, and now this is also coming in July. I, I think Sony's just finding it, uh, uh, so for PlayStation, like, uh, it, it's hard for them to kind of figure out how to, how to space them out, these release, release date announcements, or just talk about each of these games individually, because they want to give each game the right amount of time, the right amount of, uh, of, you know, right amount of marketing and the marketing push and everything like that. So I understand that they're, they're also unsure how to kind of work with this, but it's great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. My PSVR has been collecting dust. I haven't played Blood and Truth. I do want to play that. But ever since I've been, I, ever since I got the Oculus Quest, it's really hard to kind of go back to uh, PSVR just because it's just, it's just a lot of work. It's just a lot of work, especially with the wires. And um, I, have, I bought the PSVR when it first came out. And I have a 4K TV, so I can never leave my PSVR attached because if you do, it doesn't do HDR pass through. I know that's that's a, that's a thing that's corrected now with the uh, the newer PSVR. I mean, it's still PSVR, still the same thing, but like the the newer version or model of it or whatever. Um, and it kind of sucks for people like myself who, of course, were early adopters. You know, I thought they might create some adapter that would allow people like myself to be able to 
leave my PSVR and everything connected, um, even when I even with my 4K TV and everything like that. But it seems that obviously that's not going to happen, and I'm not going to buy a new PSVR, especially now that I have an Oculus Quest, and we know that PSVR 2 most likely will come out sometime in the future. But this is great. I'm going to check out Iron Man VR whenever it comes out, or probably, I don't know, man, it's in July. Uh, June is going to be Last of Us for me, and, and if, if they had a multiplayer aspect, but I, I don't think it will, but at least right not right now. But June is going to be mainly Last of Us, and July with Ghost of Tsushima, like, I don't know, I think maybe it'd be perfect to kind of play Iron Man VR for a bit in between, but I don't know, we'll see. So next thing, uh, this is this is also kind of cool. I like this because Xbox did something similar. This is PlayStation rebranding their Worldwide Studios to PlayStation Studios, basically. This is coming from Adam Bankers from IGN. Sony has announced that it has created a new umbrella brand, PlayStation Studios, that will unite all its first-party titles and launch alongside PlayStation 5. As reported by GameIndustry.biz, this new branding will only be used on those games that are developed and managed by Sony. A new opening video of PlayStation Studios was also revealed that includes characters from The Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Little Big Planet. PlayStation 4 games will also have the PlayStation Studios branding, but such games as The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima will not feature, will not feature it as it won't be quite ready for launch. This branding will also be making the jump to PC as Sony's senior vice president and head of global marketing at Sony Interactive Entertainment has said any future games it releases on other platforms will also carry the branding. However, it will not be ready by the launch of Horizon Zero Dawn on PC this summer. Over the last few years and even the last decade, the strength of the titles coming out from our studios has been stronger than ever, Lempel said. We have been thinking about how we unite all of these great games under one brand and really, the purpose of that is to make the consumer understand that when they see this brand, they're getting ready for a robust, innovative, deep experience that they've come to expect from games coming from PlayStation. So we came up with PlayStation Studios. This is, I think, it's great to kind of have something like this. I know initially we would always have that Sony Interactive Entertainment logo or like Sony Interactive Entertainment Presents, like the very simplistic logo. And that itself would kind of give me like chills. I, I I remember like it would always get me really excited being like, okay, I see that logo and now we're going to have like the, the title like Naughty Dog or Insomniac or something like that, you know, like, and that would always get me get me quite excited anytime I would see that. Um, and now I think I saw, I, I, I watched the video and it, it was very reminiscent of, of Avengers and Marvel um, in general. So, I, I mean, it's still great. I really like it. I, I like that they're, they're like kind of showing, they're kind of putting it under one brand similar to what Xbox is doing. With everything, I think it's great that they want to put everything in under one umbrella. This is purely just from the marketing standpoint. And I wonder how they will put this in on, on disc in disc form, you know, or not even disc form, like on a, on a cover art form, you know, for their games, um, what that logo will look like on the cover art for games. Because I understand this kind of branding, like Marvel branding, you know, goes, goes in a way when it comes to like a poster, you'll see the Marvel logo and stuff like that because it's kind of attached to the comic books and stuff like that. Uh, I wonder how they will do that for their so for the exclusive games. Um, I can see that they want to do this right to really really push how amazing their games are. And let's be honest, PlayStation really did kill it when it comes to their uh, exclusives this this past generation. So I, I can understand why they want to even push that even further, right? They want to push that further to show people that hey, look at us, look at all the games that we've created, all these games that have been getting all this amazing critical reception, have been selling like crazy. Um, of course, we can see the Spider Man is not. In that in this thing I, i'm assuming it's not in the video as well um i don't think it was but 
that's probably because of course the spider-man thing is i think the movie rights are with sony uh which is why they came to an agreement with marvel when you know when the the new the spider-man movies in the in the whole marvel cinematic universe um but i think on the game side it is still with marvel i think that's kind of how it works so i can understand why they, they didn't put that in there just because we don't know what the deals are, right? This is kind of the thing that even I'm also unsure because uh, Spider-Man has been such an important exclusive for for PlayStation, for Sony, that to be honest, at one point, I don't know what Marvel, if, if it's in Marvel's right or if it's in their game plan to actually bring it out to other platforms. Because if, if it's not fully owned by Sony or at least partially owned by Sony, when it comes to the gaming license, not the movie stuff, right? When it comes to the gaming license, I just don't see why Marvel wouldn't want to put it on other platforms. You know, why wouldn't they just be like, yeah, you know what? This sold like crazy on on PlayStation. Why are we not putting this out on Xbox and and Switch or even PC, right? Like that will just make them so much more money. So I'm I'm not sure how that works, but yeah, that's like a whole like different thing. I mean, with it, when it comes to this licensing stuff like that. But I mean, all around, this is just a cool marketing thing. I think this is just Sony what all the Sony news that we're getting and we have another Sony news right after this right um all the Sony news that we're getting is just kind of showing me that they are wrapping up for something right um it doesn't mean that's wrapping up for like a PS PS5 reveal it could be in the works we don't know but it is them ramping up to a point where you know they are like look we're we're setting up too we're we're not we might not be working the same way that Microsoft is doing their thing but we're kind of setting up our own journey in our own way and this is kind of how they're doing it so it's pretty cool that way um, the next one, again, awesome news. Ghost of Tsushima uh, is coming tomorrow. Uh, not not the game coming tomorrow. The news about about Ghost of Tsushima is coming tomorrow. Or like I think like a breakdown of the game is coming tomorrow. This is coming from Jonathan Dornbush from IGN. Ghost of Tsushima is set to be released on PS4 on July 17th. And developer Sucker Punch will be showing off the game in a Sony state of play this week. PlayStation has announced the first state of play of 2020 will air on Thursday, May 14th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, dedicated entirely to Ghost of Tsushima, the PS4 exclusive from the infamous and Sly Cooper developers. According to the PlayStation blog, the state of play is still being finalized, but clocks in around 18 minutes long at the moment. But to set expectations, Sony confirmed this state of play won't feature any PS5 news or updates. This is, I think, very, very needed because... Um, I don't, again, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but like this is kind of, it was always concerning that the only gameplay we saw for this game, especially for a new IP, right, was at like an E3 event like many, uh, a couple of years back. This is when Sony was still going through, Sony was still going to E3 and stuff, right? So it was concerning that since then we haven't seen anything, any gameplay at all. And they're like, oh yeah, this game is coming out in July. You know, like initial was coming out in June and they're like, okay, yeah, by the way, it's coming out in July now, right? So it was it was definitely a little concerning that this is kind of this game is coming out and and we haven't seen anything and I was kind of bringing up I think I brought up how Rockstar or certain games have kind of done that but because they have that they kind of have like a a, a pretty awesome resume not that Sucker Punch doesn't have an awesome resume because of everything they've done with Sly Cooper or Infamous right but it, you know with Rockstar not showing GTA Five or GTA Four or anything like that until like the last moment is because of how big GTA is or even Red Dead Redemption Two for example right. Uh, so I think like it would. This is something that's very needed because if this is the same issue or something similar that we went through with Death Stranding, where no one knew what the game was, and Death Stranding came out, it was very divisive. I enjoyed it. The more I'm away from that game, the more 
um, respect I'm getting for that game is what I'm noticing. I don't I don't know if that's weird or not, but it's it, it it's like I understand what Hideo Kojima and his team tried to do with that game. How they didn't really want it to be all about action and stuff, even though there are, there are action parts of it that you can't avoid. But you know the the whole idea was to make you do or try something new, have like a new gameplay element never done before, and I I really enjoyed that and. Again, it was a problem with, and that's one of the reasons Death Stranding hasn't sold that well. I think I'm 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 not gonna say that it didn't sell like anything. It probably still sold like a million or two or something, maybe. But it's definitely not selling to the point where Sony would be touting it or Sony would be bringing it up in in on Twitter or something like that. You know, similar to what they did with Days Gone and stuff. So, um, I think that's kind of what I was thinking in my brain when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima because they showed. A bit of gameplay, which seemed like obviously it was like, you know, very specific area, very specific um, piece of gameplay. But, you know, it wasn't clear where it's like, okay, is it open world? They're like, yeah, it's open world. So, okay, so is there a map and you go to a marker kind of like GTA style? Like there's like a letter, you go to that letter, you get a new mission. Uh, is there is it kind of like Ubisoft where it's like a fog of war, fog of war? Well, that's what it's called, like fog of war. Like, you know what, there's like a fog in an area, you go to like a, you go to like a, a high point, like a vantage point, and you can see everything clearly, and you unlock a new area, or even in those like tall neck things in, in Horizon Theater Dawn, is that kind of how it works? Um, is it like main missions with a bunch of side missions, or is it like a, a main mission, and then you do side missions to level up so that you can do the next main mission? You know, is it like Dark Souls, which is, or like kind of like that Metroidvania thing where you keep unlocking things over time and you're able to access new areas? Like there's so many, so many things that we don't know. And I think that's very important because you can't just, again, this is purely because of what we have seen when it comes to marketing, when it comes to games, right? I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, have seen how marketing can honestly cause so many issues in terms of your perception of a game. Uh, It might get excited. It might get you excited for a game that is actually not good. And at the same time, it might actually cause you to like not even look at a game when it's a game that's actually really, really amazing, right? We've seen so many games that have basically had like, have been completely under the radar. And then all of a sudden because of streamers and stuff like that on Twitch, whatever, people pick it up and now it's become like the biggest thing ever, you know? I mean, Fortnite is a very, very good example for that. Like Fortnite, especially the Battle Royale thing was just a completely like, out of the blue thing that Fortnite and Epic Games did, you know, and like, look at what happened, right? So I think like, it's very important that this game needs to be marketed well in terms of how the game runs and what it does and like what you can do in the game. Because I, I think it's, and nowadays, I, I think maybe because I'm, I'm bringing this up because of what happened with Inside Xbox uh, just last week, right? Uh, when I come to them talking about how they're going to be showing gameplay, tra- gameplay and stuff like that. But all it was, was cinematic trailers basically and they're like no but it was all in game engine you're like okay but like but that's not gameplay you know that's not what when i'm playing the game that's not what it's going to look like ever right other for uh, other than like maybe like some cinematic story elements that will it will never look like that because even with with when it comes to gameplay trailers there's a lot of touch up done to these videos they they make it look really really nice and shiny and good you know like it's not like that's not, that's never how it looks so i i really hope that they actually just show in this 18 minutes hopefully 10 minutes of just pure gameplay. It's like, okay, this is like our hub. This is a map. Uh, this is like the some of the stuff that we have. You can level up your sword. You can level up your armor. You can do this. You can do that. Uh, here's the bonfire. I don't know if they're going to have bonfires, but here's the bonfire or whatever. And now we're going to go to this area. Oh, and there's boss fights. Oh, and there's mini boss fights. And there's stuff like this. You can play stealthy. You can not play stealthy. You know, stuff like that. Like I want to actually see that so that I can make an informed decision 
uh, with my with my purchase, especially nowadays when you know money is tight. People are going through a lot of economic problems because of the pandemic. I think it's important to be very, very honest with your consumers. This is, it's not like how it was in the past few years, right? Right now, I think even the companies do understand that these, this marketing, these marketing strategies that they use to just kind of confuse people almost, I, I, I don't want to say exactly confuse, but just, uh, you know, like in a way, just kind of get them to a point where they're like, okay, yeah, you know what? Uh, we're just going to like fully like like dupe them when it comes to this thing that we're going to show them completely something else. And this is kind of what happened with Halo 5 when they like, they showed this whole like amazing cinematics between Master Chief versus, I think it was Locke. And it was like the versus thing. And, and oh, they're like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. This Halo 5 is going to be amazing. And then it comes out that the campaign, first of all, was just four hours long. And then at the same time, you barely play as Master Chief, right? This is, this is that, that's how the marketing worked for that game. That's what they did. So it's kind of like, okay, don't, you know, don't lie to your consumers, especially nowadays. So I'm I'm really hoping that for Ghost of Tsushima, they just show us pure gameplay. None of this gameplay trailer stuff. None of this in-game engine stuff. Just show us gameplay. Show us how it works. Show me the HUD and everything. And that's kind of all we're going to need. Um, the next thing I think this has been going... This, this has been making around. Um, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. But 30 FPS on Xbox Series X. Question mark. This kind of just what the title just I just put there. Um, Jordan Oloman from IGN, um, Ubisoft has revealed that Assassin's Creed, Val Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 FPS when it launches on Xbox Series X. Ubisoft issued a statement to IGN revealing that the forthcoming release will target 30 FPS as a minimum frame rate. Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 FPS. On Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we are committed to offer the best experience to our players by immersing them in the most beautiful world and environments we could create, and leveraging not only the graphics uh, enhancements offered by the next generation of consoles, but also faster loading times and the new architectures. Of course, this may change as the game is finalized ahead of its launch later this year, but for now, you can expect 30 FPS when you boot up the game in, uh, in 4K on launch. Microsoft has previously made clear that its performance target for the console is 4K at 60 up to 120 FPS. Um, and I want to continue this with um, uh, uh, something on Twitter that Aaron uh, Aaron Greenberg, I think he's the head of marketing at Xbox, he wrote, uh, basically on Twitter, he just wrote, developers always have flexibility in how they use the power, so a standard or common X common 60 FPS is not a mandate. So I don't know, I, I don't know if, if, if this is really like, a, if this is exactly upsetting, upsetting, because I understand that like there's a lot of power and this was a worry that I think I, I would I would kind of read about here and there, but again, I didn't know what to think of it. Uh, but people would always kind of bring up that, you know, this idea that 60 FPS will just become the norm is something that people just need to give up because every time there's new power, people, people or developers will still use it in a way where they will want to make the game look as best as it, as it can possibly look, you know? And because they want to reach for that, right? They want to make it look amazing. They want to really work with that engine that they created, they want to um, work on those animations. 60 FPS becomes harder and harder to achieve. And because consoles are in a way a lock system, right? Where you don't have the customizability that you can get with the PC where you're like, oh, I'm just gonna put the texture down. Oh, I'm just gonna push this down. I'm gonna push that down, this up, whatever, to kind of work with the frame rate. Um, it, at that point, it just, becomes, it, it just goes to the developers, right? It's because if the developers have something in their mind of, I want this game to run at 4K, I want this game to run at this kind of uh, a resolution and I want it to look this way and I want to have, give it a cinematic feel, 
they might they, they'll be like okay like why are we pushing on 60 fps we can do 30 fps and 30 fps does give you a very cinematic look which is kind of why games like the last of us and uncharted like when they're 30 fps they do kind of look nice you know like they it, it works with it but obviously like you know when you see uncharted on ps4 60 fps when you see that you're like okay like that also looks pretty awesome so i mean i think this is expected at the same time because this this assassin's game because it's cross-gen I can understand that it's going to be a game that's being made for the current gen and then it's basically up-resed for um, the next gen, you know? So maybe it's not as easy as we think because, again, it, it's still a lock system, right? It's not the same as a PC. I know they're using, like, more PC components, but obviously, like, I don't know much about gaming development and it seems from what I'm reading on the game development side they can't really just press a button and make it 60 FPS. It's something that they have to like kind of do it from the beginning when it comes to these console games. And I think because of that, they're like, okay, it's going to maybe run at 4K 30, maybe here and there, but on Xbox Series X and PS5, it's going to run at 4K 30, like stable. Like it's not going to dip from 30 at all, no matter what you throw at it, uh, you know, like something like that. And I think like as long as it's stable, that's still awesome. That's still great. And to be honest, like, I mean, that's the thing, like, if you do really, really care about frame rates per second, everything like that, right? Like, like PC is honestly still the way to go. I'll, I'll still hold off on, like, seeing that, like, until maybe just, just wait for a couple more games to come out. Don't, don't rely on these cross-gen games um, in terms of determining that, oh, how come this game isn't running on 60 FPS? And I can say right now as well that don't be surprised if Cyberpunk 2077 is also 4K30 on Series X and PS5, right? I know that Overall, they are, CD Projekt Red is pretty good because I, I think they on, on Xbox Series X, they did, or on Xbox One X, sorry. They did kind of push it to 60 or close to it, I think. But again, we don't know, right? We don't know how, how it's going to work. It's possible they'll be able to do it or not. But at the same time, if they're able to just make it look really good and it's still 30 FPS, but it's stable 30 FPS where it doesn't doesn't move at all, I think that's still that's still pretty good for these this generation of games. And then trust me, like maybe like a year, two years, all the exclusives that come out for Xbox and for PS5, those are going to be ones that will be like, okay, come on, you got, this is your own architecture. This is your own closed system. This, you can hit this at 4K60. I think that's kind of what we should be focusing on later. So hopefully let's see what happens with that. I'm, 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 I, I think maybe because I grew up playing console games quite a bit, I just got so used to 30 FPS. And even though I love uh, I have like a 144 hertz monitor and I, I have an RTX 2080. So a lot of my games, when I play that at 1440p, I'm always hitting close to like 70, 80, 90 frames per second. Um, and even some of the ones that really, really push it, I can easily, I can definitely get it to 60 FPS for sure. And like, you know, seeing the games run at that that speed and that frame rate, you do get used to it, right? You do get, it does get to a point where you're like, okay, yeah, this is this is too good. Like it's hard to go back. But at the same time, like, if I see a game that's at 30 FPS and it looks beautiful, looks amazing, and it's uh, this amazing world and the game plays well, uh, it's like a cool, maybe it's uh, it's a new God of War, maybe it's a new Spider-Man. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to play this game now because it's not 60 FPS or whatever. You know, I'll be like, no, I'm still going to play this. This is still playable for sure. So so let's see. I mean, obviously, we don't even know. We don't even know what's going to happen. This is just from, from one thing, from one game as well. Uh, the next thing... Uh, this has obviously been debunked, but I'll still bring it up. PS5 release date leak. This is coming from Joe Scrabbles from IGN. A job listing from Sony Interactive Entertainment says that PS5 will be released in October 2020. As pointed out by Nibel on Twitter, 
uh, listing on the NX, uh, next job is, uh, yeah, N-E-X-T, yeah. Next, I don't know why I have to read that out or read out the letters. Uh, next jobs website for a role in the SIE materials department says that the successful applicant will work with the design department and the quality assurance department to create the PS5 scheduled to be released in October 2020. Uh, and obviously the new update came that Sony has told Famitsu that the October release date mentioned in a job listing is a mistake made by the recruitment company uh, involved. The official release window remains holiday 2020. So I think, yeah, I mean, if Sony's coming out and saying that this was a mistake, this is a mistake. They're not going to lie about that. You know, like, I feel like if if this was true, then Sony wouldn't even say anything. Like, Sony will be like, we don't talk about rumors or whatever. But because they outright came out and said that, no, this is this is false or whatever, uh, this is definitely, like, false. And especially with everything that's happening, there's no way this, this is going to come out in October. Like, I would I would like to think that it could come out in October. But let's, let's be honest, you know, it's not going to come out in October. I think November is still... Um, is still the likelier bet when it comes to these consoles releasing. Um, hopefully we'll hear about it in June. I know there's like a lot of rumblings for June 4th, I think, that there's going to be some sort of a Sony event on June 4th, uh, which is only a couple of weeks away. It's crazy. It's, I, it's weird to think that we're already mid-May now, you know, where the, the weeks are just going by, uh, of course, because of the quarantine and everything as well. The kind of days do just kind of fly by. But, you know, we're so close. In a month, we're going to be playing uh, The Last of Us Part Two. And then but before The Last of Us Part 2, we'll already know about uh, PlayStation 5, maybe, hopefully, based on what we've been reading. And then a month after Last of Us Part 2, we're going to be playing Ghost of Tsushima. So, I don't know, man. If you're a PlayStation fan, like, I, uh, there's nothing to complain about right now. If you have a PS4, like, you should be extremely happy with everything that's happening, everything that's coming out. I know on the Xbox side, uh, not a lot of games have been coming out um, at the same caliber in a way. I know um, Orin the Will of the Wisp came out, and I'm going to play that. I played Orin the Blind Forest, which is great a little annoying sometimes a little frustrating but that's part of the game right that's kind of it's kind of the me saying the same thing about like dark souls or something like that basically but um i'm i'm hoping that you know i i guess like xbox is kind of just holding off at this point to to wait until the xbox series x comes out and then start releasing their slate of games uh but yeah as a, as a ps5 uh ps5 or oh, ps5 what the hell i don't even have a ps5 but a ps4 owner uh you know like i'm i'm pretty excited i'm pretty happy with everything that's coming out i, I there's so many games to play right now so from that, we can move on to the games I have been playing. For anyone that keeps joining me on, on my stream, thank you so much. Um, as you've been seeing, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I always love Mortal Kombat games, but I never played them online because I, I, I think I think it was mainly because I was always scared. Um, I was always worried about, you know, I, I always felt like almost embarrassed because I was never good at those games. And, and let's be honest, people online aren't the nicest, you know? Uh, I've I've seen that with Rainbow Six Siege and like you can see I, I've already kind of talked about it before but I've been able to kind of get jump back in and Rainbow Six Siege and kind of just just close off all the haters you know just close it off and just play the game uh, uh, just enjoy the game and I'm getting to a point where I am enjoying the game and I am playing the game a lot more and people are being nicer or at least the groups that I get put in are, are a lot nicer you know so it's the same thing Mortal Kombat because I was like man like what's the point like these people like I, I think because I, I tried to play Dragon Ball Fighters um, when it came out and I tried to play that game online and that game online was just so tough like I, I just never stood a chance and I was like like I would do my best to kind of like start learning everything but it was just so tough and I was like this is just not working like what do I do and it was the same fear that I went in with Mortal Kombat 11 and Mortal Kombat 11 has been out for like a year right so I was worried that when I jump in now online it's gonna be tough but thanks to streaming and thanks to my girlfriend, Sassil or Silvana, she her also is pushing me to try this out. Try this out. I kind of give it a shot, and 
like obviously i'm not amazing at it but like my win loss ratio right now is like 50 50 i think i play like maybe 30 40 games and it's like between like it's like obviously 2020 in terms of win loss and like i've i've finally focused on like one character I'm, i've been using noob cybot and i'm like you know slowly getting the moves i'm slowly getting into it uh there's some games that i win some games i lose just barely and some games i lose like fuck i get destroyed you know but I, it's like a range it's, it's never been the the it's never been the the thing that i thought would happen where i'm just getting destroyed again and again and again and again right to the point where i'm like all right man like come on like this is this is just frustrating like i can never get better at this especially because matchmaking even with mortal combat isn't the greatest like they do not put you with people at your level they put you with anyone like anyone anywhere so you know that's i i, I think that's obviously an issue but at least in mortal combat i've seen that i'm still able to learn and get better even when I get placed with someone who has like literally thousand, like there was literally one person I, I had a match with that had thousand matches under his or her belt, right? And I'm going against this person. At that time, I had like not even like five or six games under my belt. Like, you know, th- th- that's how the matchmaking was working. So I, I'm like really enjoying it. I'm sticking with that game. I'm going to keep playing that game because I just love that game so much now. Uh, I'm going to keep trying out different characters. I might even pick up, pick up the Aftermath DLC. Um, I might wait because... I don't know. I think uh, at least in Canada, sixty dollars, sixty dollars for that is is a little steep, especially for DLC and for for what they're offering as well. Like I don't know. I'm gonna probably wait for a bit, um, especially because I haven't even faced the main story for this game, um, and like I'm just kind of getting into just playing online. So I don't. I have no problem waiting for for a little bit. Other than that, of course, I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege again. I just love that game. Uh, they had a new event, Grand Larceny, something like that, where it's basically uh, it, it's kind of like this old 1940s. Um, England vibe where you're com- kind of doing like a heist almost and there's uh, like these safes that you have to crack or the other on the other end you have to basically protect these safes and that was really cool all of you uh, like you always have to use a shotgun which like I didn't really like I mean I guess that's part of the game like you can't do anything about it but yeah that game was that that mode was a little, little tough I tried a couple with with a, um, with my group with my friends and yeah we, for uh, needless to say we were we were not that good we we <laughs> we kind of suffered when it comes to playing that game but we obviously we went back to like the regular game modes as well. And I, I really like Rainbow Six Siege. It's really like hitting the spot right now. And I'm glad that I found a group of people to play with. My friends are really into it. Uh, thank you Ubisoft for having these sales at the right time. Because I've uh, uh, it, that happened with Division 2. And that's happened with Rainbow Six Siege now. They just put these sales at the right time. And it always convinces me and my friends to buy Ubisoft games. So that, uh, that way it's it's perfect. I'm still playing Dark Souls. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's just a perfect game. I play for 30, 40 minutes, get to a checkpoint, get to an area, maybe do a boss, and I can put it down and come back like a couple of days later. Uh, I just need a game like that. I just really, really enjoy Dark Souls that way. I mean, uh, what what a game. That's the, everything that uh, Miyazaki and the From Software team has done with that series is just it's just too good. Everyone knows this already. Um, other than that, Nino Kuni 2, I, I'm still playing that. It's really good, really chill, JRPG, uh, more action-based JRPG, I should say, because it's not like a typical JRPG. But I really like it. I'm really enjoying it. I uh, definitely want to see it through. And, and Cricket 19, of course. I've been playing Cricket 19 here and there. I just went online from time to time. Uh, I love Cricket. So Cricket 19 is just anyone that enjoys Cricket. And of course, if you play Cricket, like let me know. Uh, I, I love to like verse people and stuff like that too. Uh, occasionally, my friends and I, we still play WWE 2K20. Even with this broken online system. Uh, it's, just, it's just so fun, man. Uh, I know that like there's so many issues when it comes to the online. The glitches and the bugs. But when you're playing with like with me and my three other friends online, it's just... I don't know, it just, it just kind of, re- we, we just reminisce about like the older games and we just have so much fun and stuff like that. So it, it, I, I think any game, as long as you play with friends, is always fun, right? So for me, that's basically WWE 2K20. 
So the unputdownable topic for the week is why is Sony so quiet? So I know we, we, we just kind of talked about it. We kind of brushed over it. The, the Xbox just did an inside Xbox uh, uh, event or stream uh, last week. And we kind of saw the games and people were kind of underwhelmed because of, of what they kind of said. When, when, it's, when it comes to marketing, they kind of talked about how you will be seeing gameplay for the first time when it comes to Xbox Series X and nothing really looked impressive. Nothing really looked next gen. And a lot of the stuff that was supposed to be gameplay were just gameplay trailers. And they were all in quotations in engine, right? So you never really saw actual gameplay or what actually looked like gameplay. And in contrast, today we saw the whole Unreal Engine 5 reveal. And with that, we saw, according to them, PS5 gameplay running in PS5. And even though there was no HUD, you actually saw gameplay. You know, you actually, like the way the character was moving in Unreal Engine 5, the way the game looked and everything, you could tell that this is actually someone pressing the up button on the analog stick and it actually looked gameplay. So like when I compared these two, I could see why Sony was like, yeah, talk all you want, Xbox, talk all you want about, you know, uh, here you go. This is our first look at new games and everything for the next gen. And then they're like, all right, just wait, wait, just wait. And then this comes up, right? And Epic Games, of course, saluting PS5 for their SSD, stuff like that. So maybe Sony, was, again, so maybe Sony was quiet because of that, because they knew they had this. And because they saw everyone's reaction for Xbox uh, and, and what they did, they were like, okay, yeah, see, you, you guys talked about gameplay and there was no gameplay. Here you go. This is actual gameplay on PS5. And people obviously are pretty excited from what they saw, right? Of course, I think it's important to know that this is a tech demo. And mo a lot of the games never actually look like that because this is like saying that here, this is a potential, but depending on the development team, their size, the money, uh, the engines, that the way they use it, it it's, it's always tough to get it to that point. But still, it was still gameplay, which is great, right? Uh, on the other end, another thing to consider is the fact that it, every time Xbox talks about anything next-gen related, there's like this almost like um, kind of like cross-pollination in a way when it comes to the Sony fan base because we, so the Sony PlayStation, like Sony fan, uh, Sony fans and people who like PlayStation, they get more excited about PlayStation like, oh my God, will this be on PS5? What about this? Will this, will this game be on PS5? What, what's Sony going to do next? And Sony just kind of releases like one tidbit, one information here, here's the controller and people lose their mind. And I'm like, I'm like, it's weird because Xbox like does all this about Xbox, 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 and Sony just releases one thing and Sony gets like all these likes and everyone goes crazy, right? So Sony at this point is like, yeah, we're just gonna like bump off of anything Xbox does. And you know, it's a little unfortunate, I guess, but Xbox, because of they were because they were on the losing end this generation, they honestly don't have a choice. They have to keep pushing, right? They have to kind of keep doing this so that they can show that, yo, we are serious about this gaming thing. We are serious about the gaming industry. We want to make sure you buy our console. We care about the console space. But Sony is just like, yeah, but we, we won this one bad and people are still excited about our games and people know the games that we can bring. So we'll, we'll wait it out, right? So there's like this weird cross-pollination happening, which kind of works. Um, the other thing, of course, is that, you know, Sony has pretty big games coming out. So we kind of just talked about how Last of Us Part Two, which is arguably their biggest game, uh, you know, since of course God of War and Spider-Man recently, but like arguably the biggest game this entire generation, just because of how big that game was uh, at the end of PS3, and obviously how big that game was, the remastered version on PS4, and now that that game is coming out towards the end of the generation, so Sony knows that this game is gonna sell like crazy, and just by obviously just looking at the hype around it, you can kind of tell this game is gonna sell a lot. 
So Sony is like, why are we? Why do we need to focus on PS5 when we have one of the best games? What do we need these consoles for to play games? We have the one of the best games coming out, and hundred something people, hundred million people already own a PS4. So why do we need to tell them that? Look, one of the, our one of the best games ever, or you know, one of the most hyped games ever is going to just come out. Oh, but by the way, yeah, forget about that. Here's our new console that's going to come out end of this year, and you're going to be spending five hundred dollars on it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do that, right? They're like, no, like. We need to spread this information out. We need to tell people that no, but be excited about PS4. We're not done yet. You know, it's not the same situation as Microsoft where, you know, they they just have bleeding edge and they have like a few things here and there, but Microsoft has fully kind of left that and are like, yeah, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next generation now. We're done with this. But like Sony is like, no, we're not done. We still have amazing games coming out and we have Ghost of Tsushima coming out. We have Iron Man VR coming out, you know? So um, I, I can understand that because that Sony is like, there's no hurry. Like, let's just wait. Let's take our time with this. Yeah. And another cool thing was, I think this was an article um, on, on Twinfinite, but I think it was an interview with the CFO of Sony or maybe PlayStation, but like one of them. And basically, it, it, in a way, uh, it, I'm just paraphrasing, but they kind of just, just said, because I think that they, they posed a similar question that how come, you know, Sony is so quiet or PlayStation is so quiet? And they're like, look, the sales will do the talking. You know, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, right? It's not like them trying to be like rude or mean or anything like that, or or anything in that way, or trying to be like you know. Obviously, they are competitive, but still, uh, basically, but they're but they are saying that they're gonna they're focused on what the sales do, and based on what they're seeing, they know that PS Five will sell like crazy. They know that this is gonna do a good job, and that's what they're gonna they're gonna let let all this like kind of phase out, you know, all this like Microsoft talking about, oh, we're going to have monthly news, monthly news, monthly news. And they're like, yeah, but we have tidbits here and there too. We have amazing games coming out. And plus they're like, trust, like, it's almost like I can tell like just the way Sony's positioning themselves. They're like, yeah, we have some big game announcements. We have some cool announcements. So just wait, you know, just wait, give it, a, give it, give it some time. We have some cool announcements coming out. I think as a, as a PlayStation fan, that gets me really excited you know, I, even though I obviously like, I love, I, I have like all, like all the console. I, I kind of brought this up before as well. PlayStation was always like my, my console of choice growing up and stuff. So I'm, I'm of course like very excited to see what they can do or, you know, what, what they're able to kind of bring about with all this. Uh, and I, I obviously it's like, you know, when I see both sides, I can see, you know, Sony side just kind of getting really mad getting really uh, angry at the Microsoft side for anything they do and, and vice versa. You know, I think that's not needed. I think it's more important to understand that like, you know, when, when Microsoft does something like Game Pass and stuff like that, and, and it's very consumer friendly, it causes Sony to do consumer friendly things. And I can guarantee that because of everything that Microsoft is doing with Game Pass and also smart delivery, Sony's going to do something similar too. You know, so I think it's also important to realize that them fighting each other like this is very important. If Sony, it was like the best console, it was like number one, then we would not see any consumer friendly moves from them. They'll just be like, okay, we have a monopoly. Why are we doing anything? You know, so I think this like this like back and forth is really great. I'm just more excited about what Sony like. That's the thing. Like every time Microsoft does something, I'm like, maybe this is the thing that's gonna get me more into Microsoft. This is the thing that's gonna get me more invested in Xbox. And every time that I see something by them, I'm like, okay, like that was cool. Like that was okay. Uh, so Sony, what are you up to? What are you doing? You know, like I always kind of go back to PlayStation and Sony after anything I've seen Xbox related, you know? So I'm just like, I'm just hoping that Xbox comes out and is like, and I know they have a first party thing coming out in July, but I don't know, we've been so deprived when it comes to big Xbox games. Uh, you know, obviously put aside Gears 5, stuff like that. But like when I talk about big games, I mean big games that like when they come out, like they're getting nominated for Game of the Year, Game Awards, 
um, IGN, GameSpot, all these people are like, these are the, this is the best game ever, stuff like that. You know, like stuff like that, basically. Um, I, they just haven't had a game like that this entire generation. And I feel like, you know, even now, even if they come out in July, it's still going to be like, oh, here's the game, but it's going to come out in 2021, 2022, maybe 2023, right? And I'm like, we've been so deprived of amazing game. And Sunset Overdrive was fucking amazing. I can't believe they didn't uh, invest in Sunset Overdrive too. Like, I don't know why, but obviously that's, maybe that's just me. But, you know, like, I just wish they invested more in games like that earlier on so that by this time, before moving into next generation, because they are planning to release their games cross-gen for the next two years, right? For old generations and also Series X. So I'm like, why, like it would be so perfect uh, like before Halo that you're like, oh, Halo's coming up, but check this out. We have, I don't know, I'm just spitballing, right? But like Sunset Overdrive 2. Obviously, we know that Sunset Overdrive is owned by uh, Insomniac, so they own the rights and everything. But, you know, let's just say in another world, Sunset Overdrive 2, maybe Jade Empire 2, maybe Fable 4 is already ready somehow. You know, like I just wish they had stuff like that in line and ready and that would have been really cool, but you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not the case. So, and obviously, when you look at stuff like Sony, when you look at PlayStation and, and Nintendo, when Nintendo with Animal Crossing this year, and Animal Crossing has become this mainstream success, that's just it's just Nintendo is just killing it right now, right? And then you look at Sony, they're like, oh yeah, we have Last of Us Part Two and we have Ghost of Tsushima. Then you look at Xbox, you're like, okay, uh, I guess you have Halo Infinite coming out like later. We haven't really seen anything about it, and the last Halo game was uh, not good. You know, so it's kind of like, I just don't see that same kind of hype and enthusiasm behind Xbox the way I see it behind PlayStation and Nintendo. And and that's unfortunate. I think if Xbox sees this, I think they will switch their marketing strategies a little bit, focus more on showing gameplay, focus more on showing some first party stuff, and just focus more on showing some exclusives, showing stuff that you're like, hey, these are some old, maybe, maybe you have some like older ips and stuff and you're like okay we're gonna bring it back somehow in a new way and show that to us you know like blow our minds away I, they, they can they have the money they can invest in all this money and and time into into these into, into these games and for so long that the xbox exclusives like space has been barren when it comes to their games that i'm like okay you had so much time that by we by the time you got to this point that when xbox series x comes out like halo infinite will be there and that's great right but that cannot be the only exclusive like in my opinion like you have halo infinite and that's amazing uh you know people have a good time it has an amazing online thing but i'm like you had such a long period of time when you didn't have any big exclusives and you had all these like developers or development teams working on exclusives and games i'm like why like they, they need to be coming out with stuff now you know like everything should be like all right finally we're done halo infinite then maybe a month later Here's a new Forza, maybe a month later, here's Fable 4, maybe a month later, Forza Horizon, you know, like stuff like that. And like maybe a month later after that, here's a Gear something, Gear 6 or Gears 5.5, just, just something like that, you know. But of course, like I feel like, I feel like I'm only saying that because uh, I, I, I think I would also be upset if Sony doesn't do something similar. But like at the same time, because Sony is releasing Lasso's Part 2 this year and Ghost of Tsushima this year, I'm like kind of giving them slack on it, which is obviously unfair, right? So like, I, I'm kind of like looking at it in that way that I'm like, oh, okay, but Ghost of Tsushima came out, Last of Us came out. But in my when, when it comes to my Xbox fan side, I'm like, yo, I, I loved Halo growing up. I, I remember playing the story mode with my friends and I loved it. But like, I was so disappointed with Halo 5. You know, I, I, I even Halo ODST was, Halo 3 ODST had a better story than Halo 5 in my opinion. You know, and so I was like so excited for Halo 5 and, and it turned out that way. Then I'm like, 
okay, but like now you're gonna give us Halo Infinite, and it might be great when it comes to story. Sure, okay, fine. And it has, and obviously it's gonna have online. So you, uh, online you can play all the time. But I'm like, okay, but with Fable, man, Fable Two was like one of my favorite games, like growing up as well. I remember like, especially my dog and everything like that. Obviously, I won't spoil like you know like towards the ending and stuff. But like. I had a great time with Fable too. Like, come on, man. Why is Fable taking so long? Like, please. I know, again, like, uh, this is just me saying that. I know development takes a long time and uh, all these teams are working hard. But I'm like, I just want, like, a bunch of amazing Xbox games coming out, like, like the same way that The Last of Us Part 2 is coming out in June. And then Ghost of Tsushima is coming out in July. And you got Iron Man VR in the middle. You know, like, stuff like that. I, I just love that there's games like this coming out, like, in a couple of months, right? I just want that same thing to happen with Xbox because I'm I'm telling you, Xbox has so many has they have so many amazing resources, amazing developers. They can belt out some amazing video games. But hopefully, hopefully, you find out more information next week because I know all this information is just coming out like crazy out of nowhere at this point with everything that's happening. So again, you can email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. You can message me any questions, anything like that, what you thought of the episode, if you want me to cover anything, um, anything like that. At the same time, of course, you can watch my streams on Twitch, uh, Twitch and Mixer at, uh, at amandaman. Uh, of course, all my links and everything, the social media links and everything will be in the description. I'm currently playing Mortal Kombat. I'm going to be playing Rainbow Six Siege as well. Um, maybe maybe do some cool things like Jackbox Party Pack with some friends and family stuff like that. So I have like some cool things on the docket, and of course you can also join in uh, whenever I'm playing online. Just message me, message me on on Instagram, which is where I'm more active. So thank you so much, everyone. I hope everyone is keeping safe, taking care of yourself, and I hope to see you next week. Bye.